I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeart. And every morning, 9.45 a.m., this baby is live on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Today on the show, you can't kick me out of the band. But first, let's get to some live dates, huh? Tonight. Tonight's the night, everybody. Hog's Breath. Been waiting all month for this show. Myself. Pearl Rose, Ellie Hino, Stephanie Rizal coming in to, you know, hop in there with the guest set. Dude, tonight's going to be a smoke show of a night. I talked to uh, Eric from the Hogs Breath yesterday. They had like a table and a half left as of this morning. So hopefully you guys already got tickets. You got, I know there's going to be a long walk to Cleveland table. How fucking rad is that? There's going to be a naked woman with uh, sushi you can eat off of her on the long walk to... Okay, listen, I don't know where I'm going with that. That's going to get weird. I'm going to have family there tonight. Good morning, Mira. What's up, BJ? Hi, Scooter. What's up, Kimberly? What's up, Mom? My mom's going to be at the show tonight, by the way. She always gets a little nervous every time she comes to these things because... I do like four and a half minutes of actual material and then just riff about my mom. <laughs> She's not really one to be in front of the camera if you catch my drift. Uh, also coming up on Saturday night, Beaver Island Brew, uh, Brewing, St. Cloud, Minnesota. And uh, if you guys saw my Instagram or my Facebook as of last night, going to be headlining House of Comedy, Mall of America. That's Wednesday night. Man, fuck it. Listen, um, I'm not a very big sentimental guy, but I do like milestones in careers, and I also do like when things happen to match up. Uh, I read a story today about a deputy who just graduated, and the person who pinned this deputy at her graduation was the same police officer who rescued her as a baby from a drug house. I love stuff like that. Not that my stupid comedy story is anywhere near as dramatic or as important as that story, but I used to work at the Mall of America. I used to sling couches. I was going through probably the darkest time of my life, not because of that job. I liked that job, but I had just been fired in radio. My daughter was just barely on the backside of coming out of, you know, her stints in the hospital. My daughter's mom and I were splitting up. I was broke. I was fat. I was super depressed. But the one, like, piece of solace that I had was if I could plan it right, I'd be at work on, like, a Friday. And uh, they would go, hey, by the way, um, if you want to work a night shift, you know, well, I mean, I was making, like, twelve fifty. I went from making, like, you know, radio at the time was still paying pretty goddamn good, but I went from making like $75,000 a year doing afternoon drive to making thirteen fifty an hour working at a fucking furniture store. 
And that's the thing, like, I was thinking about this last night. I Listen, I, I'm no dummy. I get that there's going to be people that are going to look at my situation and go, well, that guy just, he knew people. He had people, and that's how he got his start. He was already in the industry, so that's how we got to start. If this is the easy way, I don't want to see the hard way. Because it is, dude, all right, listen, meet me over at camera one. Coming up in three weeks, I have a gig. It is a 1 p.m. gig. It pays shit. It is in the middle of nowhere at an old folks home. If you want to tell me that anybody has the easy route in this business, are there people who have had easy routes? Absolutely. Hell yes. But you can go back and ask anybody who's already started a career in anything else who tried to pivot. Anybody. See how well John Mayer's stand-up career is going right now. <laughs> it's damn near impossible. So the fact that you know, 12 years ago, I would work a Friday night at Love Sack and time it out. They'd be like, take your break at five. I'm like, I ain't taking that break until like 740. And they're like, why not? I'm like, because if I leave here at 740, that means the intro for the 730 show is already done. I can sneak in the back. I can watch the MC and the feature act, spend a half hour, get about a quarter of the way through the feature act, and then get my ass back here before my half hour is up. And I bet I did that maybe uh, you know twice a month at least and it was like the only sort of respite that I had working on a Friday night and just like hoping one day Jesus Christ I pray to God I never have to sling another fucking couch for as long as I live it's the symbolism behind the fact that I was miserable going to that club every every other Friday I would get a half hour where I could just relax and just like take my did i have a couple of drinks on that half hour break yeah should i have probably eaten something maybe it was a friday night in a mall i don't know a lot of people that were buying furniture friday at 8 15 there was was there absolutely but not on my watch i was just trying to get to 9 30 but i would run and i would uh, i would catch part of that show so the fact that a decade and some change later, they've asked me to headline that place is that that's the type of symbolism that I dig, man. I like when stuff like that happens, you know, um, I, for whatever reason, I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I like that when people do things and they come back, you know, uh, Ozzy Osbourne arrested outside the Alamo was kicked out of. Texas for like a decade came back rock that bitch I love stories like that I like when I hear man like hey there was a there was a woman who was uh born a premature baby she spent the first six months of her life in a hospital and then fast forward 23 and a half years later that woman graduates with a master's degree and is now becoming the head of nursing at that hospital it's the symbolism behind things so I really hope you guys can make it I'm gonna when they told me that last night, I furiously started writing. I was like, I, I this is I want this to be the best show I have put on in years. I want to make sure that every segue, every word, everything I do on that night, I want that shit to be 100% perfect. Regardless of the size of the crowd, I want to make sure 
that that first time out, you leave no stones unturned. So I would love it if you guys came. Details are going to be up on the website here in just a bit. Uh, they just put the link live this morning at House of Comedy. So I'm, you know, and I, and it was I don't know, must have been a decade ago, maybe a little bit more than that. I'm trying to do the math. I know Kinley was really young because I remember telling a story about the little train that could, and it got booed on stage. At House of Comedy, I was hosting that night, and it was for, like, the Montreal Just for Laughs Showcase. And I'm hosting that night, and they basically, like, one of the judges comes to me and they go, because I had, at that time, I maybe had about seven minutes of, like, decent material. Maybe, let me rephrase that. I had about 13 seconds of decent material. I had about seven minutes of material that I could perform. They come to me, and I burn that seven minutes right away, up top. I'm like, I just get through your seven minutes and then start bringing people up. So we get to, I don't know, showcase number. And basically, these people who are on the showcase are vying for a spot to get into the Montreal Just for Laughs Festival. It's the holy grail for comedians. And while I'm there, my uh, I, this judge comes up to me and is like, yo, dude, um... So here's the deal. Uh, we're going to need you to stretch for like six minutes while one of us goes and uses the bathroom. And then when they get back, we'll give you the light and then that'll know you can go. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't have six minutes. I barely had seven. I got another six minutes I can just pull out of my pocket. So earlier that day, my daughter was losing her shit in her bedroom and I walked in and I was like, what is going on? And she was trying to get a book off the bookshelf. She was like, I don't know, 18 months at the time. And I'm like, what? I'm like, calm down. Christ, we'll get the book. Hang on a second. And I looked, and it was the little engine that could. And I laughed and was like, what's the irony behind the little engine that could? And this kid is losing her shit because she thinks she can't. So I tell that story on stage because I have zero material. And I hear from the back, boo. <laughs> I was like, are you really booing a children's books? Like, are you, are you, are you booing the story or my kid or me? And the guy went, you, and I was like, oh, fuck. And at that, I, dude, I didn't have enough reps to be able to win the crowd back. I didn't know how to do that. I've never seen a crowd turn that fast on a performer. Like literally within 30 seconds, they were all talking to each other. I was like, fuck, man. Like, now you got to try to get them back and get them. Because now I feel bad because the person who is coming up after me, they then have to step into that, into a super cold crowd after a guy just got booed. And I'm like, shit. So I lost the crowd. It sucked. And I walked off that stage just going, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. This poor. I don't even remember who went up after me. I do remember, though, that, that it was eerily quiet while they were up there and I felt so goddamn bad and I'm like dude I ruined your chances to get into Just for Laughs I'm so sorry but now fast forward a decade later and I'm headlining that bitch that's right I still feel bad although that was the night I don't know maybe I've told this story before but I was at a show and a friend of mine was on this showcase to try to get into Just for Laughs massive festival career making festival friend of mine goes uh we're out in the lobby beforehand 
And they say, I'm not going to say he or she, but they say, I want to have a drink before I get up there. And I tell them, you should definitely not do that. And they were like, why? And I'm like, because that's bad business, my friend. Not tonight. Stay level-headed. You want to make sure you're clear, precise. You don't want to drop any of your material. And they go, I know what I'm doing. Famous last words. I see this person standing at the bar. They finish up their drink. They push it across the t- uh, across the bar. Bartender makes them another. And I'm like, yo, you should probably lay off. I got it. I got it. I have studied this set frontwards and backwards. I know what I'm doing. Obviously, I'm telling this story so you know where it goes. Smash cut to 27 minutes later, right before the little engine that could story. Crowd is hot. Crowd is hot that night. This is the best of the best. All vying for a spot at the biggest comedy festival on the planet. Best of the best that night. I bring this person up on stage. They get three words into their act and completely forget it. Blanked. Not just a couple of words. I'm talking blanked. The whole set. This room was sold out. 300 people inside of House of Comedy, Mall of America. They could not remember a word of their act. And you got to do seven minutes. You ain't getting off when the light hits. Oh, no, 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 my friend. You still got another minute. So even when you see that light, you have to base... There's no... There's kind of this, like, rule in comedy that's like, no one's ever going to be angry at you for going short, but they will get pissed if you go long. But in a competition like this... When they give you the light, they basically want you to, they'll go, you got a minute left when we give you the light. They want you to use at least 47 seconds of that light. That person hit the light and I could see the desperation, but also like the look in their eye of, oh my God, this is almost over. And they got off stage and they walked into the bar and immediately broke down. And I didn't know this until after the show. And this person had already left. I was like, what? What, what happened? I called them and went, everything okay? You going to be all right? I ruined it. Yeah, you did. Absolutely. However, what you didn't see is me also eat shit up there for six minutes <laughs> while the judge was taking a deuce in the back bathroom. So trust me, all of us had our ups and downs tonight. But either way, it's great, man. It's like, it's such a, the symbolism behind going back to that place. And, you know, I would definitely consider that to be my home club, hands down, no matter what. Every time I think about like, oh man, I should really start making these moves or doing this. House of Comedy always contacts me and is like, this is what you should be doing. Focus on us, please focus on us. And I'm like, absolutely. You guys get my 100% undying attention. So... Please, I would love it if you guys came out to the show uh, 7.30 Wednesday. Tickets will be up on my website. It's already up on houseofcomedy.com. I think it's houseofcomedymoa, houseofcomedy.com slash MOA, Mall of America. Either way, look it up. It's already there. You can buy tickets. I would love if you guys came out, man. I've told you many a times, and it's nice to see that my guy Hoovy is on the live feed here. 
on Instagram. I should probably read a couple of comments. Steph, I'll be there to cheer you on, Rudy. Oh, thank you so much, Steph. Gosh, you're such a advocate for comedy, and I love to just see you keep climbing. Tonight's going to be so much fun. I can't wait for you to meet uh, Pearl and Ellie. Damn, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, Scooter, my friend works on the corporate side of Love Sack, and let me tell you, the corporate peeps know how to party. The CEO is Mormon and throws amazing parties. Sober while everyone else drinks. Yeah, that Sean dude from Love Sack, it's fun time. Those guys are cool. There's a couple people that were like a few rungs underneath him that were total douchebags, and I thought, well, that's why he hired them, so that they can suck and he can be the fun guy. That's the type of CEO you want. Get like three or four people under your belt that don't mind being a dick to people. They can take care of all the heavy lifting. They can take care of the firings. They can take care of the corporate restructures. That's the guy you need underneath you. Meanwhile, you can just go out and enjoy yourself. Love that shit. Uh, what's up, Erica Bang? Hi, Amanda. What's up, Chris? Oh, Hoovy, thanks, bud. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the congrats. I've told you guys many a times that there are two things in life that always get me. Always. Regardless. One, sports movies. When people overcome in sports, you show me Brian's song, I will show you a man curled up in a ball in a heap on the floor. Two, kids with special needs. Every time I see something happen, dude, as I've said many times, Garth Brooks, Standing outside the fire. <laughs> Holy shit. You want to see a man just like buckle at his knees, hit the ground and cry. I'm telling you right now, man, when he screams at that kid, hey, get up. No one's helping you. You get up. When he makes it to that finish line. Oh, my God. I ball like a goddamn baby. The other thing that gets me every single time is when there is a uh, there's a great moment that happens in between. Not just celebrities, but like people that I'm a big fan of. And Jack Black the other night had this most awesome interaction. There's a kid, big fan of School of Rock. He's in a wheelchair. Jack squats down to meet him. He says, hey, this was my favorite part of School of uh, School of Rock. Jack Black busts into the song. Hi, Abraham. I'm Jack. Nice what did you want to tell him? Yeah, me. <laughs> Without me, but you're mine. Love it. Dude, and then the kid finishes the song. I watched that video. It was a good thing my daughter had already left for school, man, because I had tears in my eyes. I'm like, she would be mockingly, she would be mocking me senselessly right now if she were to hear this. Because I just sat there and I was like, man, I I love those moments. And I like that Jack Black, still that dude. He, listen, he was the lead in the holiday. You can do whatever you want when you're the lead in the holiday. Just saw him with uh, Tenacious D like three weeks ago. Guy crushed. A big ass beard. A giant beer belly. His mom basically like saved a bunch of astronauts, I think. The night that she had him. I I don't know. I, obviously, everything you read on the internet is true. But I had read that his mom was like at NASA, went into labor, and they were like, hey, we got to help get these astronauts down. And they were, she was like, hang on a second. And then like in the middle of like contractions, she was doing math on the phone with NASA and getting them the right coordinates so they could get these three guys back to the planet. You'd have to look that story up. 
Even if it's not true on the internet, I guarantee the words that just came out of my mouth, definitely not true. Hey, speaking of parents, any other parents get the get the side eye from the kids today when you told them that they had to walk their ass to school in some snow? Dude, it's August 14th. August, let me phrase that. It's October 14th. You've got to be kidding me. Already? We got a half an inch of snow on the ground? Christ. There's nothing that is more off-putting than seeing your Halloween decorations with an inch of snow on them. And they, they, they talk about, like, global warming, man. Like, global warming's real. That, because they're getting snow in October. They're getting snow in mid-October. I'm like, bitch, I've seen snow on fucking Labor Day weekend. <laughs> like, shit comes around, man. That's what we do. The crazy part is that next Saturday, it's supposed to be like 75 here in Minnesota. But the second my daughter walked downstairs today, she was like, so, a lot of... um." A lot of snow out there today. I was like, oh, Christ, here we go. I'm like, yep. Yeah, it sounds like, sounds like my friend I usually walk with, she's got an orthodontist appointment today. I was like, oh, fuck. I don't want to put on Crocs. I don't want to put on Crocs. Yeah, that's a bummer, sweetie. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I... This looks like it's a little windy out there. Are you? Is this how you're asking me if you want to ride to school? Well, if you don't mind, like throwing on your Crocs. Fuck! No! God damn it! So I put on my Crocs and I drove her ass to school because uh, that is what parents do. We feel. I feel. I would have felt bad if she would have walked this morning because your body is not acclimated yet. I don't mind going to sit up on a frozen lake. At the end of December, beginning of January, freezing my nuts off while ice fishing and drinking, you know, 5% IPAs. I don't mind that. It just got to work into it. You can't land from Tahiti and then immediately, you can't just drop into International Falls and then go sit in an ice house. You need a little bit of time to acclimate. And like even last night, man, I went and did Sisyphus, uh, that showcase they have on Thursdays. And that room is almost always packed. Last night was like half full. And I'm like, what's up? And then I realized, oh shit, it's like 47 out. People aren't ready to go outside yet. They wait until like that second week of December when they've been used to going to the malls and going out Christmas shopping and it's cold. And then eventually people are like, yeah, I can handle this. It just fucking takes a little while. But I noticed it last night, man, right away. As soon as I walked outside, I was like, I am not prepared. Not ready. And I take a lot of shit because the vest I'm wearing right now, if you're watching the Instagram live, I get, uh, I get, it's electric. It's heated. And I wear this thing uh, every day, re- regardless of the, the weather. I mean, starting like three days ago up until probably Easter, I will have this on every day with a charged battery. And when I walk into places, people see the light on and they're like, what's up, pussy? And I'm like, dude, I've got 42 of these under my belt. I've gone through 42 winters. I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm, I hate being cold. If I could pack my shit up and leave, I would. But I can't. I am here. I, I'm tired of being cold. I'm tired of shoveling. I'm tired of goddamn slipping through intersections and idiots and roundabouts. I'm tired of all that shit. I don't want to do it. But goddamn it, this is where we're at. So the snow was flying this morning. I love the fact that everybody was posting pictures on social media like, no one else has seen this. 
I must share it with the planet. Was I one of those assholes who did that? Maybe. It's just, it's so shocking when you wake up. Because I had woke up and I was looking outside the window at the streetlight that's over on 66th and Lindale, one of the big streetlights. And I didn't notice the snow next to the house because it was still dark. But I'm like, is that what I think it is? So I turned the outside porch light on and sure as shit, dude, there's like a half an inch of snow already out there. And I'm like, dude, we are fucking not prepared yet. I mean, November 10th. November 10th? It's a good. That's a good time. I like November 10th. Let's do November 10th. You can get through that. I totally get it. Jules, uh, I post first snow of the year picks every year. No shame in my game. Hoove, what's with the people in the Midwest equaling how tough they are with how you handle cold weather? Yeah. I'm I'm done with it. I hate it. I, I don't like the fact that you can call me a pussy all you want. I would much rather be warm and a huge pussy than be cold and try to prove to you how much of a pussy I am not. Call it to me all day. I will gladly sit here snug as a bug, warm in my hut. Although the guy came by to tune up the furnace yesterday and he's like, well, you got to get a new furnace. I'm like, why is that? And he's like, ah, yeah, you got a little bit of a blower motor engine. And then uh, that thing is starting to tank. And then you got the fan here. Yeah, that thing is probably a piece of shit. You should probably replace this whole thing. Could only be about $12,000. The fuck, dude? 12 grand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I said, when was this furnace put in? He goes, ah, 10 years ago. I was like, that seems like a fucking... Seems awfully short for a furnace, right? And then he goes, yeah, man, you can get one of us. You should get a furnace through us. Be $12,000. Bumper to bumper, though. I'll tell you right now, we keep that thing covered for as long as you got it. So, you know, a good 25 years. I'm sorry, your furnace is 25 years, but the one I have only lasts 10? Something seems fishy. I said, dude, there's not a chance I am going to ever give you 12 like and he was like so you just wanted us to come back and we'll just put the furnace in next week i'm like it was a fucking dude it's twelve thousand dollars let me get a quote so i don't know i'm guessing that there's going to be somebody that can hop in and be like dude you just gotta change that little fan there that's all take me 12 minutes cost you 300 bucks i imagine that's what it is much like the assholes over at the hell was it? i brought my car somewhere because the the heat in the vehicle had just stopped and I'm like, fuck, now what? So I go to like, I bring it into a place and the guy's like, ah, yeah, man, you got a, you got a motherboard. Motherboard needs to be replaced. I'm like, well, how much is the motherboard? He's like, two grand. I was like, are, are you sure? I mean, everything else in this vehicle is working, dude. Like, are you sure that it, ne- oh, you're going to need a new motherboard. So I'm like, God damn it. So I start like, I'm like, well, let me see if I can fix this thing first. So I start looking around for a blower motor. I can't find one anywhere near me. Finally, there's a part store like 30 miles away from my house. I drive down to the thing, freezing ass cold, no heat. I walk in. I ask for a blower motor. Guy's like, yeah, we just sold it. I'm like, God damn it. I explain to him what's going on. Guy's like, yeah, probably a motherboard. As I'm walking out the auto parts store, this old timer at the door goes, hey, dude, um, you know, basically... Vehicles are just one big computer nowadays. So why don't you just disconnect your battery, let it sit for 10 seconds, connect it again, see if that heat kicks on. I was like, what? He's like, I'm, I'm just saying, man, just try it. Maybe your computer needs to be reset. Obviously, you know where this fucking story is going. 
I walk outside. I take off, take off the, the the battery, take off the ports, disconnect it. Wait ten seconds, put it back on. Guess who's got hot air? Dickheads, two thousand dollar motherboard. I just had to reset the computer. Go fuck yourselves. So if you think I'm gonna give you twelve grand to change out a furnace when I literally need to change like three wires, piss off. Ain't happening. Uh, Hoovy, I hauled around an umbrella in DTLAX. Uh, and was called a pussy relentlessly. What's the matter with a guy who doesn't want to be wet? I agree. I think the only thing that the only thing that I will um, ever give a guy shit. Well, you know what? Never mind, because I have two as well. I used to be that guy who refused to wheel his luggage. And in fact, I think I think we had watched a commercial one time that from Miller High Life that said. Any man who wheels his luggage ought to just wheel his dignity out the door. And that was that. After I saw that, I'm like, I will never wheel my luggage. And then after like three trips of me carrying a suitcase, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Get some wheels on that luggage. (laughs) Sal, I got a new furnace last year. The old one was from 1988 and still worked. Yeah, what's up with this dude telling me I got to change this shit out at 10 years? That furnace looks brand new. I'm staring at it right now because basements double as studios these days. I'm staring at the furnace as we speak. It looks fine. Do I maybe need to change a part or two? Sure. Oh, it's going to be like four grand, dude. I mean, just to ch- I mean, if you're just going to change the fan, it's like $4,000. you are already like... Yeah, you know, a third of the way to a new furnace. You might as well just buy the furnace. The fuck are you talking about? No, not happening. Take your seventy nine dollars for tuning up my furnace. Get the fuck out of my house, and I'll, I'll call a guy who works for you who does this shit on the side. That's how I'm gonna make a couple extra bucks. Ah, anyways, what's up, John? Nice to see you on the live feed. Uh, uh MJ, no trip is worth months of PT. PT. Physical therapy? Is that what you're talking about? Christ, man. The show last night, I said, I said, yeah, I just recently turned 42, and a lady went, woo! And I was like, don't fucking hurt yourself. (laughs) That woo came from a woman who sounded like she also was 42, and that, you're going to be sore in the morning, lady. Jesus Christ. Uh, wheelie bags rule. Fuck yeah, MJ. I agree. Absolutely. All right, you guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Tonight, Hog's Breath. Make sure you get those reservations. They only had like a table and a half left. There was standing room last time. I don't know if there will be this time. Ellie Hino's kind of a big deal. Kind of a killer. Kind of got her shit together. Going to be the best 40 minutes you're going to watch probably all month. Outside of my 40 minutes on Wednesday at the House of Comedy. But I'm just saying... We'll see you guys tonight. Then Saturday, St. Cloud, Minnesota, Beaver Island Brewing, Silly Beaver Comedy Show. Those shows are lights out, amazing, so much fun if you're coming to the show. Sarah from St. Cloud, I want to see you there. Come up. Let's get some pictures. We'll drink a couple of IPAs. Can't wait. Check out the website, rudypovich.com. Wednesday, get those tickets. Mall of America, headline at 730. Going to be at gas. Can't wait. In the meantime, you guys take care. Have a great weekend, and thank you very much. Always appreciate it when we take a long walk to Cleveland.
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.